Morgan Lee and producer for the Listen Up podcast. This week's show will be a little different as we will not be joined by our host, Interim President and CEO, Lyndon Pryor. Instead, we are going to look back on past interviews with previous guests about their hopes for Louisville. While listening to this episode, I hope each of you is inspired and think about your hopes for our city. Please feel free to share your thoughts with us by leaving a review on this podcast or as a comment on our social media platforms. I look forward to reading your hopes for the future of Louisville. Now on with the show. So obviously from Owensboro, but <laughs> Louisville is, is now home. Um, what is your hope for this place? Louisville? Yeah. Uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, one thing I saw during the Breonna Taylor period of time when we were out and protesting and all of that was going on, I got to see Louisville nationally. We showed up nationally. Mm-hmm. We showed up. And I want, want us to reap the benefits of showing up. I want us to be able to have the programming and the entrepreneurship and the education and all of those fruits to exist in Louisville like it never has before. And that we end up being a model for the rest of the country of what it's like when we go out in the street and we raise our voices, we stare the injustices in the face and we fight real hard. And one day, with us and the allies that were with us, we sit there and we say, we made some huge strides and that our kids benefited from it. Remember, it didn't used to be like that. Remember, it didn't used to be like this. I want us to be able to say that. And, uh, and a lot of us get to look back on pictures and see ourselves in that movement. We, when you look back at the 60s and stuff like that, and you say, wow, those people had courage, and they, they really helped us as a people advance. Well, hopefully in 2020, those pictures will show our faces there and people will look back, our kids' kids will look back and say, wow, it's because of them that it's like this now. But the question I ask is, what is your hope for your city? Um, you know, I want to see um, you know, our city has been, and I don't remember who coined it, you know, referred to as a compassionate city. Um, I want us to live up to that, to that, that name. I want folks, um, to, to being compassionate. <laughs> I don't think people understand that's not just about feeling sorry or being nice, but it's about, um, being supportive. It's about being engaged. It's about 
not casting judgment, you know, not looking at this section of town. Ooh, we don't want to go there. It's dangerous. Folks over there are crazy. We're not going to deal with them. You know, it's about figuring out a way. Look, instead of just putting them down, instead of being judgmental, what can we do? Mm-hmm. You know, how can we make, how can we start bridging some of these gaps that we have in this city? Um, how can we make uh, parents from all segments of this city feel comfortable sending their kid to school, feeling that their kid can get the type of quality education that will prepare them to go to college and beyond? Mm-hmm. That should be something that everyone in every corner of this city feels that they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's compassion, you know, feeling those voids. How should we make it so that every kid here in the city feels safe mm-hmm. when they go to the bus stop and are waiting on the bus? Um, that's compassion, okay? Um, you know, as we've seen this past week, you know, we have people, you know, we have good people in this city, people who are empathetic, um, but we need to figure out a way to, to, to channel those feelings of empathy into action every day, not mm-hmm. just when tragedy occurs. What is your hope for your city? I so I travel a lot and I get to <laughs> I mean I'm just gonna put this like I, I, I get to that's see fine. do a hey, lot of comparison humble flex that's fine no I, no no it's for it's for work um but in my travels something that I've observed is um the just this tighter sense of community and to go back to like this sense of um, doing some succession planning. I think my my hope is that, from what I've observed and what I know Louisville needs, is that we pay attention to our young people and not just like under the age of 18, but that 18 to 35 year old age range, that we pay attention to them and we listen to them and we put them in places where they can develop um, stronger leadership skills. Um, because I think that they are our current leaders that we need right now, but they are the next generation as well. Um, and so my greatest hope is that we pay attention to young black folks, mm-hmm. we listen to them, um, and we put them in a place to make decisions and we support them once we put them there mm-hmm. and support in all different ways from financial support to mentorship and guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and we allow them to make mistakes and grow from those mistakes. And so my greatest hope, I think the city of Louisville would be better um, if we listened and paid attention and supported black young generations. Last word before we get out of here, and I'll ask this of all our guests. What is your hope um, for this community and for the folks that you serve? You're going to hit us with a deep question at the end. We'll go, Nick? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think success for me looks like um, we have a center on Market Street that is serving, you know, 3,000 patients or more busting the seams, and we're ready to do another one, and that we are just lifting the overall health of this community 
Um, and I think building bonds and partnerships in this community where um, we're figuring out ways to not only make people healthier, but, you know, service that overall um, well-being of the community. So um, I know there's a lot going on in West Louisville in terms of uh, new um, companies coming in and trying to, you know, build uh, the community up. And I, we just want to be a part of that. So I think um, we're here to support the community and figure out how we can plug in and make things better. I would agree with that. And just making sure we're connected, I think, just being good corporate citizens, but also me as a provider, being someone who is accessible to the community. It's, it doesn't benefit me to have all these things inside of me, and I can't share them with the community. So I want to be out there and a part of the community going over to ElderServe and going to the Sports and Learning Center and doing events and doing things. So I, I have big plans as well So awesome. for the community. You know, one of the things that, that I like to ask guests um, in thinking about your experiences, your lived experiences, certainly your professional um, experiences, what is your hope for your community? However you define that, right? Like whether it's the West End, Louisville, Black people, but what is your hope for this community um, moving forward and how do you plan, you know, to continue to engage um, and move towards that? What I hope for um, this program and just everything in terms of the ecosystem and the, the partners and, uh, and anybody that's doing this work around supporting black businesses um, what I, what I hope that we can achieve is to redefine what this next era of black business and black entrepreneurship looks like. Um, there are a lot of spaces that, you know, black entrepreneurs have been cut out of. Um, and we've talked about a lot of those, but it's not just in terms of like, you know, the access to resources and uh, technical assistance and capital. Um, it's just it's whole spaces that, you know, black entrepreneurs have not been in. Um, you know, I've had some conversations just about um you know, the tech industry and what that's looked like and just how much black entrepreneurs, um, I mean, just a teeny tiny percentage of like venture capital that's going out that black entrepreneurs are able to access even when they actually have, uh, you know, tech business ideas. Um, and so I really want to redefine that. I think we talk a lot in Louisville about kind of like the heyday of black entrepreneurship being um, Russell neighborhood and all of the black businesses. I know I heard the stories from, you know, my family of like, yeah, you know, we met over here and there used to be this club called the Top Hat and right there was the dentist's office and right over there was, yeah, all, all, of, all of these things. And so in some ways I feel nostalgic and trying to, you know, kind of create that vibrancy around black entrepreneurship. But I think it has to even be a step further than that and really defining what does that future of black entrepreneurs look like? Um, what things um, are happening now that we haven't been able to take uh, a part in and that we can open up those doors and those opportunities. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of spaces that, that we can look at. And so while we're really focused on working on the foundation 
generational things, as I said before. My mind is off in the next 20 years and like, okay, we're going to work on these things right now. But like next week, I think we should really start trying to, you know, rotate some of these things in. <laughs> um, you know, I've been wanting to do some, you know, um, some seminars on just introducing the ideas of like, what does scalability look like? Mm. How is that different from growth? And getting entrepreneurs to start thinking about that long-term vision from the outset. And I think so many have just been in this cycle of how do I survive or becoming an entrepreneur out of necessity? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we, I, I'm ready for our folks to be able to move beyond that and really have this whole set of, of, of vibrancy around black entrepreneurship that looks, that looks different. Mm. All right. I know we got to get you out of here. And so the question I, I usually ask folks and particularly for folks who are, who are from Louisville um, is what is your hope for your city? Mm. That is a great question. And um, you know, I, I could give the cliche answers that I want mm -hmm. to be more equitable, and I and I do. Mm -hmm. um, but really, for me, it's about you know prosperity for all. And to do that, we have to use targeted universalism, right? That means us focusing on places and spaces and people that have traditionally. Uh, uh, been marginalized. To your point, I think we can be a whole lot, of, a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. But what it's going to take is, you know, courageous leadership. Which I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think we have, um, you know, a a um, we're at a time right now in our community where we have a lot of uh, influential black leaders leading legacy organizations. But uh, it's going to take a lot of influential black leaders leading the business community to be able to do, be able to mm -hmm. do that. And, you know, it, it really boils down to, you know, you know, what do we want for our young people? What do we want for our community? I just think collectively we can do better. And I don't know if that answered the question, but literally that's what I want for our city. What is your hope for this city? I think, I think part of my hope is being realized over, since forever and a day, it's been one of my hope forever, that we could figure out a way that we could um, stay focused on what it is that we have to do and work together to get it done and understand that it's way bigger than 6 o'clock news. It's way bigger than a bullet in at once, you know. It's, it's, um, it's a people issue that we have to resolve. It's not something that, that, that we can just say, hand it to the police, they got this, or hand it to the courts, they got it. They're overwhelmed. The courts are overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed, you know. So it, it gets to be a thing where everybody's got to care about everybody. Everybody's got to care about each other somewhat, you know, and, and pay attention, pay attention to red flags. You know, if you got a guy walking to a bank and he's got a tuxedo on and red tennis shoes, you need to be paying attention to that guy. You know, I don't care if, if he's going somewhere where that's going to be the outfit. I'm watching this cat. You know, if you got a situation where somebody's screaming, howling, fussing in the library, pay attention. Because that, that's somebody that's, that's something's going on with them. And, and you know, uh, I don't know, but I'm just, I'm just that, 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 that person. And then probably the last thing is just everybody be vigilant. We don't have, we can't afford not to be. 
how can you afford not to be when any any and everybody can 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 carry out their their beef with the world in the space that you're in? Because mm. you don't even know who that person is until after it's done. Mm. That's it. What is your hope for Luo? <sighs> Ooh, okay. You be having like these loaded questions, yo. You be asking people and then they got to pick one thing. My hope for Louisville is that we make space for ourselves to find whatever healing that we need to move forward. My hope for Louisville is that we're able to really um, dive into these systems that are not necessarily helping us and be able to transform those to sustain our healing journey. My hope for Louisville is that we can begin to talk. So last question for you, sir, is... What is your hope for Louisville? I hope for Louisville is that someday we will have affordable housing. And I'm specifically saying affordable housing in every council district in this city. Hmm every council district. As we as we prepare to, to, to close, one of the things that I always ask folks or the thing that I always ask our guests um, and I'll ask for you is what is your hope for Louisville? Man, that's a heavy question right there. Uh, I think personally, for Louisville, for the city of Louisville, just to become one. I think we're in silos a little bit too much. So to be have organic partnerships um, and really just keep the kids in mind, man. It's all about the youth. Like we gotta be raising these young leaders in every space we can. It's a, it's a lot of people doing phenomenal work. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's not uh, sowing seeds with faith. like. Demarion, he's killing it. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot, hope by hope. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of organizations that's like grassroots organizations that's killing it. Uh, I think the leaders that's now need to kind of see how can we help make these things bigger and better. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see uh, the city just kind of come together and just keep building, keep building what's there, and keep evolving. As a, as a black woman entrepreneur, um, not just in the restaurant space, but just in the business space in general, what is your hope for your peers, for those who are in this journey with you? Y'all, that's heavy. Um, I, I want us to collaborate a lot more. We look at each other and don't want to give each other help because, oh, somebody's doing what you're doing or they're in the same space. Um, but if we could collaborate, we could get so much further. Um, 
and I've been saying that like I don't want to take every idea I have to the next level. Like some of the some of the stuff that I have, I'm like I need to give it to somebody, mm-hmm. um, because I can't. But if we could literally get to the table, we actually just started an initiative. It's going to be announced on Thursday, but I'm going to tell you what it is. So 365, um, it's a food initiative that we have $1,000 Thursday so that we can have all the small restaurants, not just black and brown, but all the small restaurants get to $1,000 every Thursday. But in that, I also put my food classes. I have a conversation with cooks, caterers, and coordinators is what we call it. But if you have a question, Mm -hmm. then you can come to the table with any of those people and nobody's going to act like you're asking a stupid question because we're all there to learn. So we've been bringing a lot of different people together. Um, and it started off just as a conversation from the caterers and the cook side with the coordinators because we were showing up for weddings and people didn't have tablecloths. Mm. And you as a caterer might bring the tablecloths and I might not. Mm-hmm. And you might clear tables and bring garbage bags and I was running short. And so that started a conversation and I want us as black and brown people to get together women business owners you know across the board to be able to get together and have those kind of conversations and not look down on the next person because they might not know everybody didn't go to culinary school everybody doesn't have a coordinator um and some coordinators require more than others so you don't know what the base level and you have to have that standard as a business owner Mm -hmm. what you are going to provide and what you aren't going to provide so that's just a base conversation and i think across the board in our community some people get away with more than others because they don't know where to start yeah um you i mean louisville has become your home i mean you're a kid no it's not (laughs) it's not I mean, I'm just being honest, man. I mean, you know, Atlanta's my home. Louisville's been a base of operations. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. For a very long time. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so fine. <laughs> it has been a base of operation for an incredibly long time. Yes. So that's fine. <laughs> Thinking about that, what is your hope for this place? That it'll make a turn. I, 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 I think that, that Louisville is... Kentucky's last hope. I think that, that Louisville is the gem of the state, mm-hmm. and that, that's all relative. I hope that people will realize that and, and make a decision, because I think there have been so many missed opportunities for the city. I think there are some folk, it's a very small, clannish town mentally, even though it's a large city, relatively, mm-hmm. you know, well, it's like 1920th largest city in, in, in the country, something like that. And I, I hope people will really work in earnest to bring it into the 21st century. Mm. I, I sincerely hope that, that Louisville will not lose the majority of its talent where our people are concerned and that this will become, this will truly become a place where, where black people and their children can enter into a more equality, humanity, decency, and peace. Um, that That's my hope mm-hmm. for the city as it, as it moves forward. What is your hope for what Louisville can be and become? First of all, I love Louisville. There's only one place that 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 I love more, and that's my hometown. Lola's been very, very good to me. Uh, Lola's been so good to me. June seventh is Savvy Shabazz Day here in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see an equitable city. Mm. I want to see a thriving city. 
I want to see barriers removed. Uh, I want to see opportunities given to individuals that deserve and earn the opportunity. When I ride through neighborhoods, I want to be able to see communities like I see in what they call true East End. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's 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 the issue. Uh, I was in I was in a, a leadership Louisville cohort, and, and some of the individuals <laughs> called it the true. East End, and I was like, well, when you say East End to me, I think of Shepherd Square, right? Uh, up, you know, Clarksdale area. Mm -hmm. You know, they said true East End. Well, I want to see the West End mm -hmm. and all of Louisville look like that true East End. Mm -hmm. Then that's when then that's when we're going to be equitable. When when we when we raise up the living wage, you know, there's not much that you can do with the economy here making eight dollars an hour. I mean, come on, right, right. We got to make sure that people have the same opportunities that we all have. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to see. I want barriers to be removed. I don't think people should be our, our housing situation. Great. That's not acceptable. Absolutely. No, people are human too. We got to humanize people. That's another thing I'm big on too. Uh, removing the language. That's one of the first steps mm -hmm. uh, that people use with us. Uh, you hear convicts. You hear felons. You hear offenders. We're, we're, we're humanizing language. Uh, uh, currently incarcerated, formerly incarcerated people, directly impacted people, people with lived experience. You see how I just humanized Absolutely. people? We're humans too. So that's one of the first steps. But for this city, that's what I would like to see, equity. Mm. You know, I want, I, want to see, I want to see people thriving in this city, uh, opportunity. Uh, I, just want to see, I just want education. Uh, we're, we're talking about black studies in school. I've been learning everything. My whole K through 12 was white studies. Right. So what's wrong with implementing <laughs> us in that? We're part of this world too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what I want to see. I want to see a lot of, a lot of things change and just see the people in this city thrive and have greater opportunities than they've ever had before. So as we turn to wrap up, there's a question I always ask mm -hmm. guests here and, and you obviously being a Louisville native and certainly living here and working here now. Um, question I ask folks is what is your hope for Louisville? One, eliminate this 9th Street divide. Mm -hmm. I want to see that gone. Mm -hmm. uh, with all due respect to, you know, the person who that street is named after and everything like that, that's history, but um, we need to see that erased, that mm -hmm. history erased. Not, well, not the history erased. We need to see that divide erased. Mm -hmm. um, there should be just as many people going back and forth across 9th Street as there are going across the Kennedy and Lincoln Bridges, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that's one of my biggest hopes. Erase that divide. Um, let's quit being so insular and so uh, siloed in our communities that we have misconceptions about where other people live, mm -hmm. right? Well, listeners, that concludes our walk down memory lane and the hopes of some of our previous guests. As I edited this episode, it gave me a chance to ponder what hopes I had for the Derby City. And after a lot of thought, I would have to say that my hopes for Louisville include an NCAA championship, a high-speed rail system linking Chicago to Louisville to Nashville and Atlanta, and a citywide ban on all assault rifles. Thank you.
Louisville Urban League's Kentuckiana Bills program is your introduction to the skills trades that lead to careers in construction, plumbing, electrical, carpentry, and HVAC. This six-week hands-on and technical education program provides training for job seekers to earn three national credentials, JCTC credit, all while connecting employers with a qualified, skilled workforce. This innovative partnership is funded by Kentuckiana Works and the Kentucky Education and Workforce Development Cabinet. For more information, visit lul.org backslash jobs. The Louisville Urban League wants to make sure that every student thrives academically. And to make that possible, the league is offering free intensive tutoring to JCPS students who qualify. Kindergarten through 12th grade students can receive expert help in reading, math, and ACT prep. Kids like me deserve every opportunity to succeed and to reach our greatest potential. Sign your student up today. To learn more, visit lul.org or call 502-585-4622.